Welcome back, finally, to the Media Morgue, where movies come to be examined. I am your very excited host, uh, King Koopa, joined by my fellow surgeons of cinema. <laughs> I am JFK. <laughs> uh, I am Margot Robbie's agent. <laughs> Good, yeah. And uh, our fourth man here? Um, um, Arthur... Arthur. <laughs> I don't, I don't like I don't like this. I wish we had this band. I actually want a band for next time. Every time. I know, but it's real. It's not a fake bit. It's actually real. I'm like panicking. Um, it's what's I'm, happening. I'm, I'm Zach. I'm Zach Palomo. And we have with us uh, to kick off our much anticipated third season premiere, uh, the very intelligent, very lovely Danielle Duje. Thanks for yeah. thanks for joining us. You didn't Daniel. let Danielle do a fake name. Yeah, well, uh, Danielle, you're you're free to introduce yourself uh, the way that you see fit. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Danny Darmus. There we go. <laughs> Here he <is>. That's good. <laughs> um, Zach, why can't you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, guys. Um, it's good to be back in the saddle. It's been a while, uh, and obviously there's been a lot that's gone on in our absence. But you know. Uh, we're here to review two films, um, sort of a Norma Jean fest, as Dan once put it. We're reviewing Andrew Dominic's fantasy biopic, quote unquote, Blonde from 2022. Uh, and then we're going to uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, um, directed by, what's that guy's name? Howard Hawks. So it's Blonde Fest. Yeah, it's a Blonde Howard Fest. Hawks. Blondes and the Gentlemen Who Prefer Them. Um, and uh, it's going to be a, a ripping and roaring good time. Yeah. <laughs> Not Dan. Okay. Uh, but as is tradition, before the reviews, we have the news. So, um, I'd like to open us up real quick because this is one of the, the, the less recent things in the week. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We got the official trailer yeah. this week um, or last week by the time you're hearing. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, we, we, you know, there has been a thing happening where I realize that I'm sort of in like a abusive relationship with Marvel where I think I keep thinking sure. they'll change. And then like it's the same thing. Like I watched Werewolf by Night today and I was like, yeah, they're just. They're, was it's, it not it's good? good? It, it's the same. I like, it's just the, that more of the out. same, you know. That's I, like, crazy. Who, who, yeah. is, who is that character? Is that... It's Jack Russell. It's just Jack Wolf Russell. Man. Yeah, super, like... Okay. Yeah, super... He's Marvel's Wolf Man. Yeah, basically. And, well, and, cool. and it has Man-Thing in it, which I was excited for, but then Man-Thing is just kind of like a happy-go-lucky uh, sidekick kind well, of thing. Like a are you serious? Thing. He's like a group. He's, he's group, basically. Uh, Justin, but he doesn't speak. how long is that? It's an hour. Short? It's less than an hour. It's yeah. an hour. Okay, yeah. Wow. Um, wow. it's not a Marvel is struck show. again. <laughs> yes. And so I'm hoping, you know, Ryan Coogler back in the chair. He's one of their only like returning directors right now because I think the Russos right. are done. Everyone else in phase four Praise has been God. new. So they made their fucking money, man. Yeah. They're up. Yeah. They, they, they don't have to take a, a money gig again ever again. Passion moving um, and Passions are questionable, though. Yeah, that, not, that's true. They haven't struck gold in quite a bit. Um, but be that as it may, uh, you know, Coogler is returning and it obviously it, it was no small feat to get him back in the director's chair for this. Um, one of the most exciting aspects, I know Wes and I have been yelling about this uh, a lot, but, you know, Namor's here. 
Namor's Namor. Uh, one of the original Marvel characters, 1939, that dude, uh, wow. you know, kicked things off, was punching Nazis in the face with Captain America. Oh, yeah. Flying and, Spock. Uh, Marvel's first mascot, you, wouldn't you say? Dated back to timely comics and stuff? Yeah. You know. It was the first, like, uh, you know, front page guy, him and the Human Torch. Yeah. You know, Justin, only the most broken people can be great leaders. <laughs> be great leaders. Is, is, what, is what Namor says. A very Namor toxic is, quote. Namor is possibly the most toxic nigga in the entire Marvel multiverse. <laughs> Just a man who they introduce in comic situations purely so that the man at the center of the comic is nervous about his relationship. What do you think about the man in the center of the, the role, the fucking guy they cast earlier? Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? How do you pronounce his name? Tenoch. Tenoch Huerta, I believe. First impression of the guy. Rock hard nips. <laughs> man, that's use a fucking lemon on those. Things. I couldn't have seen a man with a Why would you say that? <laughs> the last possible thing I thought you'd say. <laughs> oh my god. He's he's in and out of the water. It's cold. Yes. <laughs> in the water, I suppose. Anybody else? You know, wouldn't he be used to it? Have thoughts about Namor or anything related to this Black Panther movie? We've seemed to have gotten confirmation that Shuri. Uh, will be the character to replace um, right. T'Challa as mm -hmm. the Black Panther. How what is that exactly confirmation? That happens? That, that's good. Well, she lands and so. she has the, the specific, like, for the nerd stuff She's is that she has those too. markings on her helmet that look like her mm -hmm. paint, her face paint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't Angela Bassett wearing the suit at one point? Don't they all have suits? I mean, Maybe. that's another theory that they're going to Power Rangers it out. And that I say, I say go go in with that. I think yeah. that's going to happen. Like Milf Black Panther. It probably will. I, I I have a I have a question for all of you guys. What are you going to do when Michael B. Jordan shows up in this film? I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was like a knee jerk reaction. <laughs> There's no way. Da Danielle actually told me that she's looking forward to it. She said that I, when I, did Shuri, I say that? Sure, when Sherry takes that? the, she said when she takes the heart shaped herb and sees Michael B. Jordan in the spirit <laughs> realm, she's gonna, she's that, gonna start. Okay, cheering. is that? Oh, that's. I heard no, that leak on on Clubhouse. They were talking about, oh, she's gonna, gonna take happen. the herb, so and that's gonna be the ancestor she sees. That doesn't make any sense. How does he make it there? Isn't that He's her cousin? Wait, so, so, he was uh, a Black Panther, Zach. Is that <laughs> him coming back to life? No, he's he's a panther. So he's just in her dream. Wait, but he's he's an evil Black Panther. So, but guys. You think every single Black Panther was a good person? There's been uh, thousands of Black Panthers. Well, for sure. At least one of them yeah. was a bad person. Oh, fair enough. All I'm saying and, is and that... part of the conceit, conceit is that it's they have iffy politics. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that they're enough. bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're bad. All, all I'm suggesting is that when, when Michael B. Jordan died in the first movie, he saw his father, who was never a Black Panther in the ancestral realm. So I assumed it had mm. to be a direct link mm. to like mm. lineage rather than just a relative like it's like, or maybe it's right. just the black panthers well, and also their dads are allowed to <laughs> it probably and also be their dads <laughs> i think i think the reason why it mostly wouldn't make sense and maybe this is just me being in teacher mode all the time it's because there's it doesn't make any emotional sense the right. person you see is the person who you're most emotionally connected to, the right. person that right. you felt and they have you zero. feel knows you best and feels who would support you best in your journey. And that's yeah. the logic they've set up. So if she saw him, mm -hmm. it would just make no fucking sense. Yeah. What would have to happen that is that is that the queen would have to die. The queen would have to I think the queen I actually yes. think Bassett is out of here. I think I think she's done. They might kill her in I this movie just so like that, that Shuri can get that extra push to become what she mm -hmm. needs right. to become. Yeah. I mean, she isn't yes, there already. You know. That makes sense, actually. 
That makes the most sense. Might, yeah, it might happen. Uh, quickly, I just want to shout out Dominique Thorne. Uh, she's in it. She's playing Ironheart. Ironheart. Uh, collecting her money. Oh, my God. Yeah. Congrats to that her. That suit looks really yeah. cool, I, I think. The clunkiness of that suit. At least from yeah, what we've seen so, so cool. far. I like, yeah, I like the Gundam type of vibe mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a question, though, about it. And, you know, Dominique doesn't watch this show, but if she did, maybe she perchance will stumble upon this episode. Dominique, um, what are the Wakandans' beliefs about Tony Stark and why are they allowing uh, you to stand to him a Tony Stark. publicly he has, he has in the there. Same fucking beliefs that they did. Yeah. The rest of the world can't have my technology. No, that's the same as no, but that's saying. like, but that's like the president of like Nigeria allowing a teenager to build like an Elon Musk rocket. In there, in there, <laughs> like, the same tech. Like, I mean, what's wrong? Does she take Tony Stark's tech? That's what's it unclear. Has an arc reactor. It has, it has an arc, an arc reactor. reactor. But she could have built that too. I guess so. And then it would be her arc reactor. Yeah, I almost wonder why this is the movie they're using to introduce her with, but I did hear a theory that she's going to be one when of the black. kids. Yes. That she's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, I don't think she stays at this stage for like a really long time with like the boxy armor that yeah. like, looks like it's made out of like junkyard. Parts I, Miles stuff. Morales is going to be in uh, Black Panther 3. You're They're just going to throw right. that nigga in there. They're I gonna... heard that she's going to be. <laughs> She's going to be a beneficiary of those uh, centers that T'Challa set up in the U.S. at the end okay. of the last movie. That makes sense. That, like when yeah. he comes to America, he makes those like Wakanda Not the right. freedom writers are scholarship. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. So there we go. I'm. I'm. Uh, last thing I'll say about this. I'm excited about the ankle wings. I think uh, they're really mm. cool. Um, actually, mm. it's ankle it's wings? interesting as Namor people don't them. know. Um, they decided to trans. Pose Atlantis to Mesoamerican history, and it's now called Talokan. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And one of the ways Very that's cool. really cool is that okay, ankle wings have always been like a silly idea, but uh, actually, there's a Mesoamerican, I think, an Aztec or Mayan god of war whose symbol is the hummingbird, and oh. I think mm. that nicely fits in with Namor's cool. whole image and his mobility in the trailer. So I think it looks dope. Uh, there's another trailer. I know Wes was counting down. The days. Here we go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Mario Brothers trailer starring uh, Chris, Chris. I almost Evan said Chris Rock, so. but he's <laughs> anyway. Uh, a Mario Brothers trailer starring Chris Rock would be pretty fucking interesting. I guess. No, uh, starring Chris Pratt. Peach, GI Jane two. Can't wait to see. Yeah. It. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So here's here's my take on the Mario Brothers trailer. He gets a fireball thrown at him from off camera. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. Uh, so the Mario Brothers trailer looks in like like looks like a video game. Like it looks like the video it game translated. Yeah. And then good. and then Mario opens his mouth and it's Chris yeah. Pratt. Well, that's that's like the last five seconds. But I'll say this. Illumination kind of stepped it up. Their movies have never looked particularly good. This mm. is the first time I watched something from the Illumination team, and I was like, okay, they're putting their budget behind this. It does not look like Sing. It does not look like that other obnoxious thing they did. Like, it looks like a legitimate movie with a lot of teams and resources yeah. backing it. Also, yeah. did you catch those little blue penguin things? Are the ones from Mario 64? Yeah, where you, you drop them off, drop the, off a cliff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize this until I was reading the discourse, like, today but like apparently everyone did that when they were kids yeah, yeah. I, did. I did that my did. sister did that you guys did that mm -hmm. right i never yeah. played so i never got to everybody play it, had so. the idea to murder this blue penguin in front of its mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really it's uh look it's unfortunate that chris pratt is not a voice actor um 
what are you going to do? It's unfortunate he's an actor. Some would say Jack Black sounds pretty cool as Bowser. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. I just want to say that Jack Black is like a character actor that's stuck within like the petri dish of stardom, like mm. A-lister. That's interesting. Realm, but like they really are someone who should be getting on all fours and acting like a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Jack Black's Brendan Fraser moment. Like Brendan Fraser's in a mm. Aronofsky film. That movie apparently is bad. The way I mean, we'll probably uh, talk about it. It's bad. Work. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, a movie it, that got a standing beat. ovation at Cannes is bad. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like they always are like it's got a ten minute standing ovation, and, and then they turn Everyone out to be. I like the play. Cool. Oh, it's a play. Is the play good? Yeah, yeah. I saw oh. it at uh, at um, uh, when I was at Stella Adler. They they did a performance. Like the faculty oh. did a performance of it, which was pretty cool. And it was it was amazing. You went to uh, Stella Adler. I really didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't want to even say the name for fear that it would sound like I was name dropping, and I I wasn't. I can we cut that? Let's cut that out. Are you are you a friend of Stella Adler? Or are you guys just acquaintances? We're pretty close. No, we're pretty close. Mm. May, may mm. She, you keep in her soul rest in peace. She's, she's actually with him right now. Um, <laughs> but, she's over there. What is that about camp? This is amazing. Like almost pretentious film critics in the world constantly blown away by everything i think it's festival fever i think yeah, i think i know but i think it is no festival way. fever oh regarding you know, the standing I, applause the yeah i mean i mean danielle i know you've you've been to like sundance and stuff but like there, mm -hmm. and you can probably speak to this but i think there is a feeling of like when you're up watching movies for three days straight like everything starts to bleed mm -hmm. but I don't yeah know, that's, you know when something's ass it's really ass <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Got like a six-minute ovation. Yeah, no, it didn't. It got a two-minute because Miss Miss okay, Flow well, left. Miss Flo left. That's, oh, I can't imagine clapping for right, longer than thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, I mean, what like, the I think it's because the people are in the room, like they're famous right. and they're in the room, and you feel like you need to acknowledge that they don't even want to hear you clap movie. for that long. <laughs> no, I don't want to be clapped for that long. Did, was blonde Absent. was blonde at Cannes? No, it was at Venice. Well, maybe it was at Cannes, but it was at Venice for sure. Do you remember that video from when uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out and like the guy is filming like Leo and Brad Pitt and everything and he's going down the line while everyone is clapping for like 10 minutes mm. and they're just like kind of standing there like kind of stiffly yeah. like, looking at the camera and like doing that and like Quentin does this at one point. Yeah. Mm. But he, he holds on them for like five minutes for like the entire ovation while they just stand there. Yeah, I do remember that. They just think, look at you think Tarantino. You, yeah. you think you could take Quentin Tarantino in a fight? Me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what about you guys? I'm not yes. sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yes. I'm His sure he's easy. All you have like to do is dangle a foot in front target. Of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with the trailer talk, Zach, I know that you wanted to talk about. Wait. Mm. Wait. Oh. I think I would like to adjust Zach, my my news item to oh, the return okay. of uh, of Daredevil. I yeah. know that we probably talked okay. about it, but oh, I think it's yeah. worth mentioning. Like, I haven't actually watched the episode, but uh, you I know, I saw some. some yeah, I saw some clips, um, and it's you know yeah. it's it's gotten some extremely mixed reviews. Um, I don't know. I thought I, from what I saw, you know, he's he's joking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and that's that's definitely jarring because he was so you know the tone of the Netflix show is so serious. But I thought mm -hmm. it was fun to see him being acrobatic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just because that's how Daredevil in the comics is always like doing some kind of flip in the air flip. you know what i mean a little flippity yeah. flip yeah. yeah so seeing that i thought was fun and you know i don't know people are mad about i don't know should is it like spoilers if i talk about like, spoiler yeah. alert yeah so like you know he, he sleeps he sleeps with with uh with jen that was a little spoiler for me 
Oh, that would have been a fun does surprise. Does he really fight? I'm so sorry He does. Wait, but she, she held for him? Fun surprise. I'm so but, sorry Okay, but the, but the but the defining attribute about Daredevil is he's a whore. <laughs> right. He's a whore. Well, right. So, of course. But they're mad. That's, that what he's, he's, that that's what he's doing in the Netflix show. Is He's being a whore and he's hating himself. Yeah, that's no. the, the backbone yeah. of the character. I think people are mad. Does she like it or is it a joke where it's like he he didn't? He didn't do his job. I didn't even. You know, I, did I didn't like see it? the outcome. I think he does the walk of shame. I think there's a. He does. He really? perp walks. Yeah, he walks of shame. He yeah, perp yeah. walks. <laughs> That's the most he perp walks. Thing you can do, man. You should have at least had Daredevil hit it right. I'm sorry, but also like just poor Jen Walters, poor She-Hulk. Like she's been going through it on that show. So if Daredevil's not hitting it right, then I just don't know what else. I always assume the implication. You're everybody. I That's guess fair to everyone. Yeah. Like you're not gonna let Daredevil make her come. Yeah. We don't know. We didn't it see might it. Have, it might have happened. I, I my oh, my assumption was She Hulk. It well, I don't know if it happened while she was in She Hulk form. She was. Uh, Okay. My assumption with She Hulk is that Damn. you need to be. You need to have like a superhuman, you know, level in yeah. order to make that happen right like no yeah she, she, was she had a regular brother in that show to tear it up <laughs> and she was upset about it after in she hulk form she didn't i saw she that hey that, all you so, all you need yeah, all you need is a dream danny you don't need any powers <laughs> all you need is a dream and having and having drank a lot of calcium before you know Zach, what I mean? washed out you, the body uh, you, didn't you hadn't you just finished reading the mark wade run or weren't you starting to read it rather uh on daredevil i Which feel like i remember us talking about that one is it. it's oh it's, is that the where he's like decided to be happy? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a great exactly. run. And I yeah. think really this is based on that more swashbuckling, right. you know, optimistic version of Daredevil. We Listen, we got three solid seasons of Frank Miller's Daredevil. Daredevil. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like and Bendis sadness. Right. Yeah. And that was also my question, though. Like, is that even canon anymore? I mean, I know that we know it is. people are back, that they could be variants. No, the, the, the creators of She-Hulk said it's the same guy. So mm-hmm. why would he go back and be in like a... A yellow version. Of- <laughs> it's an excellent question. For why going he, out at night. And, and why would he work with this like clearly extravagant public uh, uh, yeah. costume designer to make like a and new? He's like, I'm Daredevil, baby. Well, well, like he's, no, like, no, he's but that's but that's that she didn't recognize. That's kind of the joke in the Mark R- Wade run is that everyone's like, oh, you're clearly Daredevil, okay. and he's like, no, I'm not. Like yeah. he shows up to a Christmas party right, with, with a shirt. The, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not Daredevil. Daredevil. That is true. Yeah, his secret identity becomes a joke. Yeah. Do you think it's Daredevil is a top? Do you think Daredevil's a top? I won't. No. I with, won't proceed with, Jen, with this. I say no. I'd say no. No, Jen. he's not. Absolutely not. That man's a bottom. What do you gain from this, Wes? Uh, Dan, I know. Before we move on, you wanted to rap about the GTA Six leak because that blew yeah, up the I feel internet. Like one last thing: being a blind lawyer is kind of bottom energy, and even more so if you're fighting crime at night. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, man. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we've been away for a long time, guys, haven't we? How long mm. has it been? Uh, five months. Yeah. Four months. Damn. Who's counting? Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 is, like, completely leaked. <laughs> the entire game came out. <laughs> the full location and map and, like, all the main characters and, like, the actual code, the actual code for the new engine is, like, public now because you can see it in the leak. That's crazy. And then the guy threatened to leak the source code so that you wouldn't even have to wait for GTA 6 to come out. I don't know how any of that shit works, but the source code being leaked is like a big deal. And as soon as he threatened that, uh, the FBI found him, and now he's... It, it's like some 16-year-old. Holy shit. And now he's like in a cell somewhere awaiting uh, sentencing. They put him in Guantanamo Bay over GTA 6! There's one company that you don't fuck with, and it's it's Take-Two. 
Because back when the first people started modding GTA Five, like they were getting thrown in jail. Take two, like they're they're like no frills. They wow. will lock you up forever. Uh, Dan, didn't you send us uh, something about this product. being the most expensive? <clears throat> Isn't it? Called, what did you say? Two billion. Billion, you say? Two billion. Two billion. Yeah. Two that's billion insane to me. Like in in where is that? Do you have any idea of how that's being divvied up? Well, Either it's way. gonna be like uh, five plus years of support for like the online mode. Mm. Uh, all the marketing. I mean, I don't know if you remember 10 years ago when GTA 5 came out, but that marketing was like crazy. Mm. That was like when Breaking Bad was still in its final season, like on every one of the last episodes of Breaking Bad, it was a Grand Theft Auto 5 trailer. On like yeah, wow. Break. My, uh... So that marketing was crazy. Um, Rockstar takes their marketing pretty seriously. I would say that that's going to be like 200 million. Just yeah. Marketing alone. More than half of it definitely went into the game itself. Just like mm. all those actors that they're getting because... I mean, the map was, it was supposed to be like a country. Right. And there's Miami, which is Vice City, and Liberty City, which is New York, and San Ferrero, which is fucking uh, the place with the bridges. San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> uh, so it's supposed to be a really, really big map. Um, so I'm the, not place the, the, like, the place with the bridges. Three or four times the size of Red Dead 2. Yeah. That's probably pretty pricey. I, I remember I'd recently learned, I was watching a, a video game, Donkey. Uh, video about it and he was apparently GTA 5 became by the end of its lifetime the most expensive piece of media ever produced like the it, or the most profitable the most profitable most rather not the most expensive yeah. most most profitable I when that came out that you couldn't walk like the span of a hallway in my school without hearing someone talk about GTA 5 it was yeah. like the only thing anyone was Jeez. talking about that entire sophomore year of high school Jeez. yeah and it but of course i mean the thing i remember and not being a lifelong gta player at all but uh because uh, it wasn't allowed in, in this holy house but <laughs> the thing i remember about the the leak is how everyone was like oh my god this looks like garbage and it's like this is early alpha like, people yeah. being like it looks unfinished it is like it's super <laughs> early alpha gameplay it's, it's literally n- people with no faces like t-post <laughs> 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 of course it doesn't look finished you weren't supposed to see it um but this is why companies shouldn't listen to fans this is my new uh, philosophy um because we don't know what we I want agree. until we get it and then we complain regardless that's fair enough and I that's do, the I, major marvel yeah, issue they, i yep, think i count yeah, myself think of anything else yeah. that exists that would warrant being this expensive or this like highly hyped up i guess mm. because every new generation has a new gta and each new gta becomes closer and closer to reality so yeah. it's crazy that like the most successful thing of all time is also grant that most Auto, polarizing I guess. Yeah. Sure. can't um, wait for real, a new generation to experience it <laughs> real fast we can't wait man i'm counting down the days before we we go to break unless danny has something um it was just announced that uh warner brothers has commissioned a new set of flash reshoots with ezra miller so no yeah as of today no 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 he's gonna be in it even more yeah it's gonna be another half hour of the uh brunch uh stand-up Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not excited for the, the thing about the flash is it seems like by the time we get it, it's going to be a completely different movie than even they advertised. Gonna neuter it a bit. Well, it seems like Keaton might be out because not they, of the movie. No, but they, no, but they canceled Batgirl, which was yeah. where Keaton, they, they, they reshot Keaton's scenes in Aquaman. Mm. Uh, so it seems like they greased up that 75 year old man, put him <laughs> in a nothing. bat suit for nothing you know it's unfortunate balls just like Affleck. oh well yeah. he got his money uh he did 
on that note, folks, we will take our first break, and when we come back, we will uh, dissect the dissection Speaking of that blue is balls. Speaking of <laughs> enough from you. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back from the break. Like we said up top, uh, we'll be talking first about Blonde. The 2002 American biographical quote-unquote film written and directed by Andrew Dominic based on the 2000 novel of the same name by Joyce Carol Oates. A fictionalized take on the life and career of American actress Marilyn Monroe played by Ana de Armas. The cast also includes Adrian Brody, Bobby Cannavale, Xavier Samuel, and Julianne Nicholson. Uh, The film just released on Netflix with an NC-17 rating. On September 16th, to the, I'm sorry, Fuck actually that. September 28th, 2022, uh, it had a limited theatrical release, but it came to Venice first on September 8th. So mm-hmm. as you can imagine, the discourse has been quite heavy and we are here to throw our voices into the void along with everyone else. Um, I do want to let our guest have the first crack at, f- at first impressions yeah. um, uh, because I was very excited and intentionally wanted to have you on, Danielle, uh, because mm-hmm. you're smart. Um, I know you have you. you have many thoughts. So, um, yeah, what were your initial impressions? What were your concerns going in? Uh, and were those concerns <laughs> exceeded? <laughs> how how'd you how'd you feel? Um, you know, well, thanks for that, Justin, because I think I lost brain cells while watching this film. Um, so I'm not as smart as, as you think I am now. Um, it actually was worse than I thought it would be. Usually, um, yes, usually films like that uh, give, you know, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Beautiful you know, gowns, it's just right. it's gorgeously made and is extremely empty. Uh and somehow this film had nothing like it was there. Um, my first reaction was bloated student film with very big budget. Like it felt like a, like a 21 year old made a movie, like sat down, like someone gave them millions of dollars to make a movie. And they were like, you know what I'm going to do? You know, what would be cool. Um, have a talking fetus. Um, so I are going to turn into a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be in black and white and four by three. It, it, it was so extremely pedestrian. And at the same time, very juvenile. I just, I, there were no thoughts. It had nothing to say. There was no craft. The directing wasn't interesting at all. It was like actually very flat. I could tell that he put no thought into the directing and he just thought things would be cool. Mm. And even when directors do things that feel cool, like Ari Aster and they are, they're empty, they still land in some way where I could see like, oh, that's what you thought you were going to do. Um, it just felt like he slapped together a movie. I'm going to be very honest. Um, for someone who's where he's at in his career, I was very surprised to see a film that was constructed on three beats, which is um, Marilyn being brutalized, Marilyn cries, uh, Marilyn tries to act, but she cries again. And we watched that on repeat for literally almost three hours, when you could have done that in like five minutes by cutting together found footage of her films and then having Ana de Armas cry, and you could have had the same sort of um, conclusion. So... Like, it could have been, like, a weird virtue. Like, I just didn't understand what was the point of it. It was just really childish to me. I couldn't I couldn't believe a grown-ass man 
sat down and wasted everybody's time to make a bloated like piece of crap i just i couldn't i like i have nothing else to, to say besides the fact that i was really surprised that there was no technical skill whatsoever um brought forth by this great writer director who's getting you know applause at who's getting into venice like you could have you know uploaded that to youtube and <laughs> stopped wasting everybody's time it was, I, besides the fact that it's absolutely we gotta go back to the film. technical skill thing because I disagree. I think it's a really, really beautiful movie. I think there's a lot of great visual ideas at play. Um, ideas that weren't realized. Yeah, a lot of great visual ideas. I was writing things down, but there's like when when Marilyn is like having Danny's fighting for his life sex in, in the movie. There's all this like chromatic like oh uh, the distortion and yeah, warping yeah. of the frame where mm-hmm. it feels like you know the film itself is kind of breaking its own borders and then when she's having non-consensual sex it's very stiff shots very tight borders i mean there's the cinematography is kind of like its own character in this and i really appreciate when movies do that i like how it's kind of free form with aspect ratio and color grading and stuff i like the use of different like luts to express like where she is in her life and i like when they recreate major scenes from her movies and like it's almost hypnotic how similar it looks to some like it hot how hmm. that's like the only point where anna de Armas really looks like marilyn monroe um, i think she looks like her the whole time she dude. literally looks like her. i don't think so i i think her her casting was like very like purposeful because it's like she she looks, looks like and her. sounds the part but it's always like not really and after all yeah. the movie isn't really about marilyn monroe so it kind of made sense that that was who they cast right Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's also a blank. I mean, Danny, you said that she's a blank slate. Oh yeah, she's like for been sure. In two yeah, movies. for sure. Like she, the reason why it can't be Margot Robbie, other than Margot Robbie probably reading the script and throwing it in the waste paper basket, <laughs> is mm-hmm. uh, is that we have too much association with Margot Robbie now. Like we know who she yeah. is. Like we know the persona. You can't have a movie star persona and play the role. You have to mm. be blank. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think of movies using historical tableau, and and how should historical tableau be used? I mean, we have actors who look and sound the part. We're recreating elements of mm-hmm. that era, the the way cars drove, you know, and the way yeah. cameras moved and the softness of it and stuff. Is it enough to be like, wow, that's so, it, it's shocking how believable this is? Or like, does that do anything for you? Because I always find myself yeah. kind of swept up I wanna, by attention to detail like this. I think that's a, that'll be a good uh, question. Um, for, I'm gonna bookmark it for a second because just to get the rest of, um, initial impressions between like Zach and Wes, particularly, I know Dan and Dan, <laughs> Danny and Dan went immediately back and forth, which I figured they would, but, uh, Wes and Zach, um, uh, I know you guys are all, are both pretty cold on the movie as well. So, uh, would- Zach, please go ahead. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. Um, I wanted it over immediately. I, 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 I don't know. It was just, it was an annoying movie to me. It was, um, when it wasn't like unsettling and I know it's supposed to be unsettling and disturbing, but it, it just like, I don't know. I was bored by it. Um, when it wasn't that I just, I, I don't know. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm. know. It's just like, and I, you know, of course it's hard not to be influenced by reviews and stuff. Like I try to have my own opinion, but I'm not that smart about movies like this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the, fu- like, you know, when it came to like the aspect ratio and stuff, I was like, it's just you know like i i didn't i couldn't think about that i couldn't think about like the the way that she's having sex and the way the camera and you know like the the 
the screen is in comparison to non-consensual sex. Like that, that doesn't cross my mind whatsoever. But I did see this, you know, a few things about how painting Marilyn as a, a victim, you know, like throughout the entire movie, it takes away a lot of her agency um, in creating the persona of Marilyn Monroe. You know, it takes her hand off the wheel completely, hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting because, yeah, she it really like the movie. It just like it paints her as this person who was literally just like thrown around from place to place and had like virtually no say in it, um, mm-hmm. which I, I, you know, I think that definitely would like kind of insult Marilyn Monroe. You know what I mean? Like who she was as a sure. person and any hand that she had in yeah. her success. Um, yeah. But that's the smart thing. I, I just fucking hated this movie. I thought Ana de Armas was. <sighs> was really powerful. I thought her performance was really mm-hmm. powerful, you know, depending on whatever direction she was given that might not have landed. I thought mm. she herself acting wise was there. I agree. Um, I think detractors of her performance are kind of just going overboard with how much they hate uh, the movie. No, she she does a bad. pretty good job. Oh, I think she's bad. I think she does. Oh, I think she's like, she's, Zach, did you have like, anything else to say before Wes no, 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 takes this good. actress <laughs> and shoves her head in the toilet? I'm good. Uh, Go for it. Guys, are we familiar with the novel, though? Yeah, I have anything novel, about the novel. I have the novel no. in my donation bin. I mean, this this was never going to be like a, a uh, controversy-free thing. Like that novel yes. was like what yeah, people point true. to is like how to, I guess, not do a historical fiction or anything. The, else, the alternate it? history thing, but oh. but I, and yet you I don't did know. it. What do you guys like? Have you did you know about the novel going yeah. into this? I mean, yeah. I, I did. I knew I knew about the novel. I mean, no. I I. You know, I think I guess this will just dovetail into my my initial thoughts Please. on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I could go back in time and kill George Méliès before he makes a trip mm-hmm. to the moon, <laughs> so film can't develop to the point where this movie is made, I would fucking do it. <laughs> um, we wouldn't have gotten Shrek. Um, I click with that sandwich. I I don't know. I think this movie doesn't work at all. Like I, I don't think anything about the movie works. I think like. I don't think she, I, 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 I like Ana de Armas, guys. Like, I think she's very charming. She's a very beautiful woman. She's great in Bond. She's really good in Bond. She's like playing Marilyn Monroe in Bond mm-hmm. in a way that she's not here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what is this performance? This performance is like a high school monologue it's, stretched it's over really, three. It's really not Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it's like Ana de Armas and Marilyn Monroe in tandem. But, and they kind of jump no, back and forth to where Ana no, de Armas is being herself and where she's being Marilyn. But there's no arc to it. There's nothing. Sure. She, she's it's just, freeform. She's it's just like there. the visuals. She's yeah. just there. She's not playing any scenes because there's no scenes to play. The mm. most interesting scene with her in Except it when she's is, acting. is when she's trying to find her fucking wallet. I was like, yeah. wow. That's a great scene. I was like, you're trying to do something. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. I was like, the whole movie, you have had no objectives. Finally, she's like, fuck, I got to find this $2 to give this motherfucker. <laughs> she gets like, hit a lot. Praise the Lord. You're doing something. Uh, the only performance that's in this movie is like Arthur Miller. Like he's in the movie. Oh, he's great. Uh, Charlie great Chaplin and that other guy who's fucking Marilyn at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're like the same man. What's wrong with that guy? Are they actually the same? What's actor? wrong with him? Okay. I thought they were supposed to be twins in the beginning. He's so annoying. I, his I, uh, eyes. Yeah, if if you told me Ryan Murphy made this with the it excess does feel money like Ryan Murphy that literally he does made Hollywood with, I'd be like, oh yeah, of course. They look like the the main like twink from Hollywood. Yeah. They look like the yeah. main uh, guy. They no, do. Oh my is, god. 
this movie is dog shit. I'm very sorry to say. I'm so sorry. I don't to say think it. it's dog shit. I get why people don't like it, but I really don't think it's dog shit. I, this I really is, don't. I, so I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. It is Danny. that bad. This, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm gonna go ahead and say, this is the worst prestige Oscar bait movie since Green Book. But what about all these biopics that come out every year and they're just fucking boring and don't do anything with their subjects? This I'll, one is taking I'll, leaps. I'll, 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 wait, wait, give me an example. Yes. Like every music biopic of the past 10 years, let's say I Walk the Line, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Those two. You can name off a few of them. The Rocket Man one, it's just. Rocket okay, Man is better than this. I like these <laughs> movies. <laughs> like, remember how like, he had addiction issues and like he cleaned up and then he came back and he went on tour again. Like uh -huh. all that stuff's gonna happen and then at the end it's gonna do a where are they now uh -huh. and then it's over and maybe mm. he'll win an oscar for doing a bad impression mm -hmm. of elton john um and um, something could happen with this who knows i don't i think it'll basically get ousted from the awards conversation as it should um, yeah they're, they're, you know it's an really antiquated good. form Sure. Yeah. No, you're right. But like they they eat shit like that up. Biopics clean oh, up every year. She's gonna win an Oscar for this movie. I, I, I want will. everyone to be prepared. I don't, I don't think, think it, that Oscar. Maybe I a Golden Globe. People hate it. Too many people hate it for no, it to no, really be I, in the conversation. I think Hollywood feels extremely bad for Marilyn. About Marilyn. We feel about Marilyn so bad Marilyn. about all the yeah. stuff we did to you. Yeah. Here's an Oscar but, for this lady. Also, last last thing, and then I'll let Justin. You can go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, did Marilyn Monroe like like her movies? I have to believe she like liked some of her, like took pride right. in her movies. This movie makes it seem like like they fucking oh my god the, the Billy Wilder movie. Some like go it. To some the like premiere, it hot. One of my favorite movies of all time. It, they go to the some like it hot premiere and it's a blank screen until the end, as if that movie isn't fucking good. Yeah, that movie's oh amazing. That movie is so good. I, I don't think that's what like they're saying, though. I think it's really that she's in this dissociative state of mind right. because she's about to die. This is like two years out. She's deep into drug addiction. She's not really feeling the the bombshell act anymore. I mean, like she used to. So mm. I assume that she'd be sitting in premieres of her movies, kind of just letting her mind go blank, dissociating. And then at the end, you know, all the applause and like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. Like for me, that's what it was communicating, like the groveling, like paparazzi and their faces like contorting yeah. and stretching mm -hmm. out. And so she's really not feeling this way of life anymore, especially since she's had the prestige of like being on Broadway and stuff, being in an Arthur Miller thing, yeah. having a more, you know, niche audience that's finding like a... Yeah. Wes is left medium Wes's word. food just got here. Wes is getting his chicken. <laughs> Please Wes hold done for with the chicken. The conversation. You know, there's definitely a difference in like being a niche celebrity who's like in shows mm -hmm. and stuff for like a small crowd and like finding love there, and then being a celebrity who has to you know be for everybody yeah. and is on the world stage and is in the movies that make the most amount of money. Like she was like the first like real bombshell star, you know, right. yeah. I'm sure she would have gotten sick of it. But Dan, you're putting you're you're conferring, you know, importance and all like you're doing all the legwork that the film should have done. Like you sure. should have had to explain that to us. It's so flat. I don't think so. Movies want you to it's think. It's so empty. You know? I want people to think when I make movies. I don't want to think that. You're making that man sound smarter than he is. He's not that smart. I, don't think, I, don't I think, think Andrew is. Dominic is a bastard. I think Andrew Dominic is a bastard, but there's points in this movie that I think really work for me. I think mm -hmm. he shouldn't have been doing this bad boy director act, going out and shit-talking Marilyn Monroe and acting like he's hot shit and stuff. He, he was really getting on my nerves, and I was actually kind of frustrated that I enjoyed the movie to the degree that I did in like a mm. Spencer way. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because... Um, 
<laughs> Another movie Zach did not movie. like. I'm <laughs> talking about movie. Movie. <laughs> Very good movie. All and, right, moving on. And a, movie, on and a movie that Danielle brought up in our conversations uh, about what we were going to, what she wanted to pair with this. Um, it would be pointless to argue for this movie's quality on a basis of accuracy, right? Because. Sure. sure. Yes, I agree. Right. Because, like, that the whole the thing setting out is that it's not supposed to be. But, but. Let me say one thing. Mm. We it's pretty much like a like an unofficial but like very well-known thing that because of the morality clause like bombshell actresses couldn't get married, couldn't have kids. Like when I was watching this with my mom, she was like, "Oh yeah, I know about that. They made her abort that kid." I mean, yeah. and she that's also what happened at the time. You have to remain a sex symbol and you can't when the audience thinks of you as a mom. So right. the people acting like that was pulled out of Andrew Dominic's ass or rather Joyce Carol Oates's ass. I think they're being willfully ignorant in a way that's dangerous because a Marilyn Monroe movie, you can't not mention the conspiracy stuff. You can't not mention the JFK things because no one knows for sure. I mean, granted who she was and the time and place where she was, these things more than likely did happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear I hear you. And I think, um, you know. Having not read Blonde, I don't know even how many kernels of truth Joyce Carol Oates put in that novel per se. Um, well, she's kind of the Andrew Dominic of the of late the novel <laughs> world. She's very much like a bad girl yeah. writer, and she and she says flipping things in interviews. Yeah. She should stop I, writing novels on toilet paper with crayon. That would be great. I guess what occurs to me is like since you can't necessarily criticize this movie about being inaccurate i know that some people again when you talk about spencer that movie at least foregrounds its fiction right like based on a true sure. fable right. that pablo lorraine is very um uh intentional about putting that in there and i think just even the fact that blonde doesn't have that same disclaimer if you will is probably off-putting for some people um like i wrote in my letterbox review you know dominic and i've read some interviews with him i've listened to some stuff with they Armas. he he approached this whole thing from the standpoint of the images. I actually have a quote from him. He says, we were trying to imitate yeah. images and then flip the associations that people have with those images in their heads. The idea is to distort the meaning of the things according to their to her internal drama. So if you're starting with images that are familiar, then you've got an association you can flip. Okay, so first of all- and Does he not do that? He does. I mean, the no, no, seven no. year but this is... where, where she stands over the grate and the wind blows her skirt up becomes a horrific image because you know what's about- that's Well, so this is what I'm saying though. This is- Again, so this, juvenile this is and pedestrian. This is what like, I'm saying though. It's not as smart though. as he thinks it is. This is this is an experiment. Like this is that's what the film is now. It's it's less sure. It's less to me, and that's fine. Film can be experimental, but I think that is he's he's it's more of a a project about imagery, and then in that, mm -hmm. how much information can you glean from an image, right? So I was I guess once I understood that, I didn't go into this movie expecting to learn that much about Marilyn Monroe. Um, and right. or Norma Jean. And so then all I'm left with is the images that Andrew chooses to put together. And he chose images or chose to extrapolate from those images a great deal of suffering, a great deal of pain for the most part that seems devoid of a lot of the, again, the idea of agency, the wit, 
the 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 life that Norma did have that she was able to put into some of her career before I mean you know yeah. before the addiction and even throughout even she was fighting for her life and still did some like it hot which is as we've all noted a fantastic movie regardless of the very real production issues that happened while she was making it Billy Wilder has that famous quote I never had a problem with Marilyn Marilyn had a problem with Marilyn yeah I mean and and I guess this movie. At its core, maybe, and the thing that's so interesting is when you listen to how Anna de Armas talks about her process versus how, like, Andrew Dominic talks about it, right? Because it seems like she was so, like, I got to do this. I got to, like, pay homage to Marilyn and Norma. I got to, like, do my best to to give life to this. And Andrew Dominic's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's Marilyn and uh, she's cool, I guess. You know, uh, gentlemen prefer blondes is about whores. Justin, <laughs> it's like, really say that. I actually have been really put off by his interviews because it seems like he's not really the reason why the movie doesn't have any kind of psychological depth is because he has put zero thought into who she was as a human. Like, like, the, yeah, the, the, I think the major fatal flaw of the movie is like if everything is articulated, nothing is articulated. So all the mm. scenes are operatically sad, operatically mm. tragic. So the directing doesn't can't articulate because every scene is doing that. Every scene has to be some new way to direct pain, which sure. gets boring by the end of the first hour. And everything about Marilyn's life is suffering. So we have nothing to mourn. She's always been sad. Right. There's and and West to that exact point, like I was and I wrote this in my letterbox review, like the film abuses her so much that I also wanted it to end. Like by the time that she takes her own life, I was like, okay. I didn't even know that that's what was happening there. I thought she just kind of died in her bed. No, yeah, no, she, she, I mean, cause she, in real life, she died of, a, of an no, overdose. Like I, I realized it later on, but yeah, the allegedly the, the Kennedys killed her image yeah. of the double exposure go. of her moving around versus her being still, I think was a yeah. really interesting way of conveying death. There's a, there's a quote that he has in an interview he did where uh, this was with discussingfilm.net, the person asked him, what are you hoping people will take away from the film's specific perspective of Marilyn and her life? He says, I hope they feel shafted and numb and I hope the film stays with them for a few days. That's usually what I'm going for, like complete devastation. Great. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> so, That's okay. Lars von Trier does the same shit. Lots of people do yeah, that. Yeah, but Lars von Trier is not making a movie about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. He's making movies about girls bashing guys' penis heads off and yeah, but cutting think, their clits off and stuff. I, actually, and I'm not. I mean, people. I like Von Trier. I'm not the biggest Von Trier guy, but I think there, there's a shallowness. Well, this Marilyn is fictional too. No, no, but I think there's a there's a shallowness to to what Dominic is sure, doing. Sure, sure. Yes, like I think yes. I think Von Trier is like there there is something underneath the pain with him. Sure. And I think with this, there's nothing. It's just like, oh, her life was awful. Like, why do I need to see? And close up three times of a scalpel going into a vagina. Yeah. For me to that happens two fucking times. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. And I and I want. I'm watching it. And I'm like, what is this image doing? Like, what is this meant to do? And it's nothing. It's not meant to do anything. It's like the passion You're, of the Christ. The like, only what, yeah. why why am I watching Jesus being beaten to death? Mm -hmm. For what reason? You know what I mean? To make you feel bad. There's a there's a point where I think I, like, there's a point where Marilyn is having a conversation with Arthur Miller and he's like, baby, stop, you're being crazy. And and the camera swivels around as a point where she locks eyes with the lens and she says uh, something like, what concern of my life is yours? But she's looking at yeah. the audience. Great and it's moment. like, great moment. And it's like, OK, so now maybe is this what the movie's about? Like 
Marilyn right. fighting back, so the to speak, sensationalism against of the sensationalism the of herself. Bombshell. But like, if that's the case, like, I don't know, Andrew, are you, like, when do we tip the line from like commenting on the thing to doing the thing? <laughs> you know, I'll say this about Andrew, man. It seems the only way he can relate to her is, is just this whole poor you thing. Right. You know, like something traumatic happens and, and the g- general aura of the scene coming from the director is, isn't this sad? Poor you. Yeah. Or you compare this to something like Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, where the director is relating to his subject in more ways than just poor you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives you a viewing experience that comes off as less flat characterization wise. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's one note the way he characterizes her and her suffering. I'm agreeing and, with you guys and, there. And I and I think regarding Anna's performance, like I agree with Zach to the degree that with within the within the box that she's in and she is in a very tight box like i they even said both she and dominic talked about like he didn't want her as in anna to portray anger until a certain point in the film like so he actually right. orchestrated limiters emotional limiters on anna's performance so that yeah. she couldn't access certain things until i guess this was his way of orchestrating like an arc to her character but there was a moment in the film where she's on the phone actually talking about the movie we're, we're talking about next, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and she hears how much more money Jane Russell's going to be making than her. And she says, I'm the blonde, and I'm making $500 a week in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and she's making $200,000. doesn't make any sense. you know. And then the whole fuck Marilyn, she's not here. Which, And right. I was like, that line, that great scene moment. was great. Can we Very get more good, of that? Yeah. Like, even if, here's my thing. Even if Marilyn wasn't, was an unpleasant person, Allowing us to like see that, like mm. her choosing to be angry, choosing to be right. ornery, choosing to be, you know, whatever. Like that is, I think, a much braver and more interesting film than just, like you said, Dan, poor you. You know, I think at least in that case, we understand, okay, we see, I, again, yeah, we see more visions of this woman. And, and like, you know, it's based on the book. We're not reviewing the book. It's mm-hmm. 700 pages. Maybe, I don't know, again, if Joyce put, more or less humanity into Marilyn than Dominic did. But Dominic did say again in the interview that like he believes that Marilyn is basically at the center of this rescue fantasy that people have, that people sure. are very protective of her. So and that everyone has everyone that has biographed her has felt a special connection to her. And so that I guess is what he's So he decided to put her he, he in the center of his punishment fantasy? Yes, I think I think that is it. Yeah, well, I think it's it's that whole you have to punish the audience ideology. I didn't. I, I, mean, I, I sometimes that ideology works. Me. I mean, I know we already <laughs> talked about von Trier. Yeah, but even on a non, but even on a non, like, I don't know, intellectual level, I feel like the movie, the one of the big things about the movie that didn't make any sense to me is like she never feels like a, a human being mm-hmm. like sure sh- sure if she's never yeah. marilyn whatever if you want to comment on the fact that marilyn itself and all of old hollywood is a construction that's a really interesting idea mm-hmm. like that's really interesting of course I and mean, we haven't really mm-hmm. gotten a movie that has done that quite yet yeah um and to your point babylon to your point Wes, i don't want to derail you but there is that scene where whitey is coming in and she's saying she's praying to her dad or whatever please come please don't leave me and he says she's coming she's almost she's here summoning marilyn, talking yeah. about marilyn and then paints her on that's a the, really cool scene i mean, I mean there's a great yeah that's the only scene word. that worked for me yeah. oh, i is, like that is, scene is that, a lot is that the scene where she looks into the mirror she's crying yeah, she and, then, laughing. She's and then the mirror marilyn. and then the mirror is yeah. marilyn like marilyn is an apparition yeah, yeah. No, that's I, the movie that's, i think 
but I think that's the movie. And I think maybe in 20 years, someone will, will make a Marilyn Monroe movie that we're like, finally, you got it. For now, we only have Smash season one. But like, um, <laughs> T. Uh, no, for real, I mean, I keep making T. that joke, but Smash season one gets the, the gag. Literally. That, it's not even Absolutely. a gag. Is that, is that Marilyn is a is a construction and you can put it on and take it off. Yeah. Like, like that is a, someone needs to adapt Kenneth Anger's Hollywood Babylon well, and have Marilyn what, uh, Monroe be the main that's character. That's what Giselle is doing. Is that the Kenneth Anger novel? Is it really? Mm-hmm. I know, it, I know yeah. it's called Babylon, Babylon? but yeah. it's, it's, that's a, that's not an easy novel to adapt. Um, so, all but, right. But my thought is like, if we, if we want to talk about movie stardom being a construction, especially in old Hollywood, they give these girls new names. They give guys new names. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing is like everything about old Hollywood was fake. And if you want to make that mm-hmm. um, that movie, that's interesting. But I got to know that there's a human being inside of the construction. And it feels like the minute Marilyn or Norma Jean – like my friend has this theory that whenever it's black and white, it's Norma Jean. And when it's color, it's Marilyn. I thought it was the opposite, and then I, I, I the swiftly stopped are, trying to are think purely about purely freeform. I think the visuals are just freeform. Just I'm feeling this today. Today I'm shooting that it like this. Fucking makes me mad. That, that is like no, I mean, uh, you want another quote? Yeah, he says, "quote There's no story sense to in yeah. brackets the aspect ratios and coloring. No logic to it other than to try to know her life visually. Freeform. Then maybe, Fuck. Then maybe you should direct. Maybe you should like direct yeah. the movie." Like I I I, I would, like what do you want me to like in terms of the visuals guys no complaints from me I can pick the rest of this shit apart but the visuals the I do think I, like, I do yeah, yeah, baby, oh, yeah. so, so annoying dude you know what I it think is? it's a good looking movie like, fuck that the oh you God. like it Justin okay so you and me I'm there you go no, but, but I think it's like the visuals in by themselves if I was taking like if I was looking at like production screen caps mm-hmm. of these visuals sure I go oh wow that guy really fucked that up that mm-hmm. was great like that 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 she looks so good in those pictures I mean we did we we were texting about it we were like wow these production pictures mm-hmm. look amazing mm-hmm. but but my thing is like like the, the dress flying up scene is actually like probably my least favorite scene in the movie a because it, it's like three and a half minutes long. It also bastardizes but, like one of the most iconic images of Maryland, which is totally the no, point, no, by the way. No, which but, is the point? Well, well they, he keeps cutting back to the same shot. It's like a mid-level shot, a punch in of her of her dress going up. He cuts it to it like forever, four yeah. times. Yeah. He does yeah. it again and again and again and again, and he keeps cutting back to the same shot of the of the men looking at her, and then they truck up, and we see all these men. It's the same shot over and over and right. over again. <sighs> It's like, what are you saying, though? Like, what what are you what men ogled Marilyn and made her uncomfortable? I th- I think okay, really the the chief like function of that scene is just to bastardize what you associate as being like one of the most beautiful highlights of her career is that iconic image of the mm-hmm. dress flying up because you know right after Joe Maggio is going to be fucking smacking her around, yeah, you know. So it kind of makes uncomfortable by, by what was way, previously like a really like nice holistic image of Marilyn Monroe. I've already seen her suffer for like how many hours before we that, have, yeah, it just doesn't land. Stuff. It doesn't work. There's a lot of hitting. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. It's, and it's just torture about, porn. About, I have a question for you guys about the logic of the film. Um, yeah, I really believe that Charlie Chaplin's son who dies at the end was the one pretending yeah. to be her father. I think so. Yeah. What yes, the fuck he never that, sounded right? like an old man. <laughs> that? They just needed to have like a twist at the end. So they're like, uh, <laughs> "Fuck, I don't know." Yeah, and then I guess he was it. pretending to be your dad, and right? Then they're, and then, and then she takes the barbiturates and looks up into the sky, and her dad is in heaven. I kind of like that, though. I do kind of like that. That looks like fade out audio of Marilyn. That man is your father, and then the sparks. Hang go on, up, that Dan. That looks That's like I movie transition. Funeral, funeral, home. I movie transition. That I actually did like. Screw you. 
don't want to uh, hear about it anymore. I, I, I would I like to tell old, that. I would like to tell the reader, the listeners, not readers. Wow, uh, the <laughs> listeners, a story about how me and Danielle were in a directing class, and we had a classmate who made a nine-minute short film one week. Short films in directing class are only supposed to be about two minutes long. Oh boy! He made a nine-minute short film that, I, and I shit you not, may have been the biggest piece of dog shit I've seen in my life. <laughs> uh, yes. And this person shall remain nameless. I presume. What was Jesus. crazy about it was that we were made to believe that it was good, and the reason yes. we were is because it was supposed to be good, which is what this movie is. Mm. It's supposed yep. to be good. Mm. So you're like. Oh, is that what he said? This is supposed to be good, therefore it's good. No, but Daniel, am I lying? We we were like, you're not were like, well, this works and this works and the camera works, and I was like, no, it doesn't. You were, what what you, you mean you were in an environment that dictated that everything there is should be quality, so yeah, you were yeah, looking yeah. for reasons. That's what all professors do. Wow, I love how you did this. Yeah. I love how you did this, yeah. and really, it's like this is the shittiest screenplay and, and, and I've ever read. I, and there were things about the movie, about the the short that Daniel and I watched, that I suppose. If you were to take them by themselves, you would go, that's good filmmaking. But the movie isn't good. I will say JFK's never looked less like impressive on screen, which is probably the point. He's supposed to look like a, you know, a, he a looks fast. fucking nasty. Yeah. What is the he first wearing? time you see him is just like his dick is already out, right? Or is he in tidy whiteies? He's in he underwear. Wearing? He's in tidy whiteies with like the FBI socks that you put the gun in. <laughs> what, what, now, what is he wearing? He's got like is a waist trainer on or something. It's. Him back up. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he's in like a diaper. Yeah. yeah, so I thought, which is the most overt uh, visual idea of infantilization of like an elected official I've ever seen. He's yeah. like very on the nose with that. Yeah, look, he's like a. Well, baby he's even he's even looking. He's even looking at footage of a rocket launch while he's getting yeah, you yeah. know what i mean like, or no it's a it's a, it's a b movie UFO. it's a ufo yeah. attacking right yeah it's like a ufo flying into a period when he comes <laughs> and he goes great googly moogly <laughs> great scott heavens to betsy <laughs> i'm so happy that we have approached a point where we can make fun of jfk and his family culturally and it's just socially acceptable <laughs> because those niggas really pulled the wool over the american people's eyes like for years yes. we were like wow they're so good looking and they're great and it's like mm. as time goes on they just get progressively uglier i don't know what's going on what you know what let me stop talking <laughs> if i, I speak say, if i speak i will be in trouble wife, um yeah you, i'll just leave I, it there i'm not sure that i have much else necessarily to to, to talk about with this no. movie um you can't i didn't even like rate it because like there's there's things that I really appreciate and then there's things where I'm like come on guys yeah it's, what are you doing maybe to Wes's point right like the sequences you know few and far between that do seem competently directed it's probably just an issue of restraint right where Andrew at Netflix could make the movie he wanted the way he wanted to we didn't well the last thing I'll ch I'll touch on is the rating the which I seventeen rating I don't is think is crazy. necessary yeah. I think R is didn't need to be NC seventeen probably where it could have been for the language in some you know situations, but I I was mm -hmm. actually I went into this expecting like I thought we were going to see Joe DiMaggio hit her I thought we were going to see like yeah, when yeah. It, when it comes to the abuse at least That's the tough. instances of physical abuse it's it's somewhat relatively it's restrained somewhat respectful yeah, yeah. somewhat respectful um, yeah. so the, you the know audio though really was messed, messed right. up right I guess like. I guess what I was saying is uh, the restraint of of trimming this thing down to an easy breezy hour twenty might have been, <laughs> might have helped salvage some How of the actually like quality stuff. But I just don't think this film should exist. Like I said, like there are some like really 
brilliant, like experimental and short, like I'm like that, like clip images together and, you know, play with their meaning. And you mean like, of Maryland specifically or not just of generally? Maryland, oh, but okay. just generally, just mm-hmm. generally. Um, I don't know why like he decided. Yeah. Not in movies, but like just art mm-hmm. that's out in the world, visual art specifically. Sure. Right. Like there's a lot of ex- like cool experimental work I was, i'm thinking of love is the message like and how we understand mm-hmm. images right and how they function for mm-hmm. us and the way that we're yeah. interpreting them so there's a lot of that stuff out there so for him to sit and purport this film as a narrative film that's actually like he's he set it out for it to be a narrative film you should make a narrative film like I, I, instead of cutting together a bunch of very traumatic images which is why i think it got that rating i think someone sat down and watched this and was like it shouldn't be out in the world. Um, not that many people should see this. Um, <laughs> which ironically meant it had to go straight to Netflix, which is where the majority of people do watch movies. So I think the NC-17 rating may have actually helped it. Hey, I, and it, prob- I, it probably did. I, all I'm saying is there's something like deeply disturbing about a man reading a book written by a woman who clearly wanted to punish Marilyn for being beautiful, if we're going to be very fucking honest. Ooh, um, yeah, okay? Like, some people... <laughs> whatever. I'll, I'll set that aside. <laughs> who read this I book mean, and was like, go I, see, I see a woman who's being brutalized. This is so exciting to me. I want to recreate that on screen. He said he thought about this for 10 years, Danielle. Again. He said he, 10 he years he was thinking mind. about this. And he was waiting and he was waiting for someone to give him money to treat a woman, a real life woman, like an object and not just an object. Because I think that we haven't talked about the fact that she's completely infantilized for the entirety of the film. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, calls man, every daddy. man in her life, life daddy. She cries. To, she goes, oh, can I have this daddy? Mm-hmm. Like she's a child. She's always searching for her father, which was an actually very extremely weird point and antiquated point to be like, well, all women who act sexy um, clearly have trauma with their father. Mm-hmm. It was it was extremely bizarre. Yeah. So obviously he wants to take his his anger out on women that he finds that he can't attain. So mm-hmm. Joyce Carol Oates is mad at Marilyn for being beautiful when she's where she's at in her life. And Andrew Dominic is angry at Marilyn because he would have never been able to pull her. And they both teamed up so to fucking Didn't punish I just the ask woman. This question? Like, he, oh, yeah, and he was like, I could have never had yeah, Marilyn. Yeah. How exciting for me to turn her into an object and then proceed to spend hours making a film and hours limiting an actress i think there's a reason why he he chose anna de armas Danielle, right? that she's yes i was no i was gonna say like we're right here yeah. there's a reason he chose anna de armas right and i don't think it's just that she's a blank canvas but that she's so early in her career she's not gonna fight back fine exactly and she couldn't find pockets in her in her performance for her own agency because i watched my week with Marilyn and michelle michelle williams that that construction of Marilyn, Marilyn's not able to like laugh until 50 minutes in. So our culture is already obsessed with her trauma, her suffering, mm-hmm. her consistently crying. Right. Mm-hmm. But she was able to, but Michelle Williams was in a place in her career 
and in her training and in her craft and she was able to push back through her performance. I mm-hmm. could watch it because she has it. Ana de, Mar- de Armas doesn't have it yet. So she wasn't able to resist Andrew Dominic in her performance. She, When he said, yeah. don't be angry, she didn't even use a flick of her eyes to be angry right. because she doesn't have the ability to do so. And he knew that. He knew that he could turn that that poor young actress into an object for his own his own punishment fantasy, for punishing a Damn. woman that he could never get with, that he could never possess Sheesh. in a film. That the, there's no other way that he was going to get an actress as beautiful as Ana de Armas to do this sort of work for him. Yeah, it's unless he true. promised I, her the prestige of fitting into the mold of Marilyn Monroe. Well, well, here's the thing. But here's period. the thing. Yeah. He, he apparently auditioned, auditioned, whatever that means. Apparently, Jessica Chastain was up for the role as well as as well as a few other mm-hmm. women. She walked in there and he was like JFK on the bed with the diaper. <laughs> she and said that was her audition. <laughs> no, thank no. you. <laughs> no, but but here's the here's the thing though. I think what you said, Danielle, is absolutely correct. I didn't even think about most of that, but mm. I think all of that works. Uh, Andrew Dominic not being able to bag Marilyn Monroe. Feels right. Feels correct to me. I'm sorry. It's sure incel behavior. Okay. It's I'm incel sorry. behavior. I, but you got If you're going to direct Marilyn Monroe movie, you have to believe you could bag her, I think is now what we're saying. You have to believe you could bag her in order to direct the movie. But so I, like, or I that you could be her best anger. friend. He was, it felt like he was extremely angry at her existence. And in, in, in a way that – because there's just no way that you see the actress who is in – Gentlemen prefer blondes, which in a film that she's brilliant in. Fantastic. Right? Who can understand that she's being boxed in, who is actively curating a persona, right? Like, this is an active curation. She, it's not that people yeah, there's a point where she flips the her. voice off. Mm-hmm. There's a point where she flips, like, the Marilyn's persona voice off, and she's doing, like, a different, like, voice kind of naturally. She, well, well, that's the issue with the movie is that she's always doing the Marilyn voice. Mm. And I'm like, yes. the gentlemen prefer blonde. No, 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 in, in blonde. And it doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, that was a construction too. The voice. We right. know she doesn't sound like that. Like we know she didn't always sound like that. And it's 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 weird to me that someone like Marlon Brando or James Dean, her con- male contemporaries, get the latitude in film and recreation for them to be stripped down. And we're like, oh, that was who he was. Mm. Like we know Marlon Brando wasn't a guy who wore tight T-shirts and put his hands in his pocket. Mm. We know he was like, we know he was cracking James exactly. Baldwin's back and playing cards. Like we know that's what he was actually doing. <laughs> but. But, like, I'm being honest with you, but, like, Marilyn Monroe, we assume when we recreate her is she was always that. And it's just not – it couldn't be the case. I just feel like – and, like, this is something that he could have pointed out, but he didn't want to because he's actually a part of – our society and he views her the exact same way. I don't know why he thought he was like so high brained that he could tell us about ourselves <laughs> and how we think about Marilyn when he's actually actively doing that to her. But I think there's some there has to be some sort of like anger or, or, or jealousy around her as a figure of around her being smart and sexy. There's there's something about that because he wouldn't allow her to be both. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying to like make it real. Right, you're fictionalizing somebody. You're constructing a character. You say this is a narrative film, so create a motherfucking narrative film. Construct a character. Give her a fucking arc. She still like characters do actually have to be people mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But you didn't want to do that, and I just want to understand the impulse as to why. And it just and you feels know like crazy. you were excited to create an object that you could punish over and over again. I think that there are women. You don't like blondes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but something, you know something psychologically. 
You know what's interesting, though, is that they leave out Marilyn's last movie, The Misfits, that was written by Arthur Miller, that was written earnestly for him to be like, oh, I'd like to write you a new role. Like, you're always playing right. this character. Like, you're, you've been tr- you're trained by Lee Strasberg. Yeah. Like, like, uh, uh, like Lee Strasberg used to follow Marilyn around. Yeah. He, he was her personal acting coach. Like, and, 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 like, literally The Misfits is her last movie, and there's a scene in The Misfits where there's an, uh, a Marilyn poster, like a, a wink that this is, like, Marilyn Monroe not playing herself, mm-hmm. and Marilyn looks at it and closes the door. Like, it's a completely different mm. role, and they leave it out of the movie intentionally because mm-hmm. if you leave it out of the movie, you don't have to re- wrestle with the fact that everything about – that that what he's doing itself is is not being true to who she was. But Is that on the book? Just Carol Lewis no, book? No, no, of course not. Okay, I don't think well, so. There you go. But it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's also Clark Cables. Cables. It's Clark Cables' His last film. The, the ones I've seen now were The Seven Year Itch, Some Like It Hot, which is like top 10 favorite movies of all time. I adore that movie. And uh, this one. Gentlemen Gentlemen for which I think we'll now get ready to move on to. But uh, does anyone? Good segue, right? Hey, does anyone feel uh, the impetus to rate this movie um, uh, with any Negative particular? Negative a billion out of ten. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it zero talking fetuses out of one thousand. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Dan, Danny Mom, held up a zero. Are you going to get rid of me the way you got rid of me before? <laughs> I didn't get rid of you before. I'm the you same did. baby, just I'm a different baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on top of the fact that it's absolutely unhinged to release something like that during the time we are in, it, in yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely unhinged for him to even think that the, that was politically the right move to release something like that right now. I, it was corny. The whole thing is corny. The whole that, thing is that, corny. That, that part was extreme. I was so shook at how corny... Every time that like sonogram came up oh. and it was like you could hear the womb sounds and the babies like turning mm. around in the womb. I was like, are you It looked like the serious? opening of an National X-Men movie from the movie. 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought a Patrick Stewart was going to come on like since time immemorial, mutant kind has been. <laughs> a grown ass man sat down and wrote that. A grown-ass man asked another grown-ass man to, like, <laughs> to CGI bro, that shit. Like, that's disturbing to me. Bro, how long until someone takes that footage and starts putting new voices over the feet? <laughs> oh, I'm, so I'm, I'm sure it's going to be happening. like a YouTube exactly. poop. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you! It's going to be like someone's going to put, like, Ice Cube's Pingish. voice over it. Yeah. Like, I'm the juggernaut! It. Like, it's just going to be... <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to give it... Um... <sighs> Like I gave it three stars on Letterbox because again yeah. at the time I do think that like remove him. I I think it it's a good looking movie and I'll pretty much stand by that. But ten out of ten damn. for visual ideas. But I think that aside from the baby fetus, which looks like trash, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just bad. Uh, but I think if I were to do our media more tra- uh, tradition, I would have to give it like like four um, <laughs> four shattered charcuterie boards out of uh, seventeen. Uh, and uh, that would be that would be that. Yeah. What about you, Danielle? Oh, she already gave it a zero. Uh, oh, well, zero. yeah, be zero daddies out of the many daddies that she has. <laughs> Fuck that I, I movie! That Fuck that she movie! Calls to Arthur hell. Miller daddy. He's like, oh uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> he's like, you don't he's like, have uh, she's to like, do I'll that. I'll get that for you, daddy. And he's like, uh, sure, Marilyn, you can get that for me, please. Yeah. Like, relax odd um well yeah that that is uh that i think <laughs> closes the case on blonde we'll take our second break and then come back to talk about the gentlemen who prefer them <laughs> nice. 
Oh boy. Uh, we are having a blast here between takes, folks. <laughs> I, was, I was really high like 20 minutes ago. I think it wore off. <laughs> okay. I think Wes is just okay. getting there. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I was high and now I'm, I am no longer. Well, uh, welcome wow. back from the second break. Uh, we are talking about Gentlemen Prefer Blondes to close this thing off. A 1953 American musical comedy film based on a stage musical of the same name, directed by Howard Hawks yeah. and starring Jane Russell and Marilyn oh, Monroe really? with a bunch of other old dead people. Um, this movie is not... One of the hottest women of their era. Uh, yeah, Jane two Russell. very good-looking women. Um, uh, no, just the one. <laughs> just the one. Bite me! This is, of course, the film that features the famous number Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, um, mm-hmm. as performed by Marilyn. Uh, and as we talked about before, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, I guess this dovetails into my initial impressions, but it's always interesting. I watched this last night um, to go back in time to like when a, when a, when any given actor wasn't as big as they have become. And Marilyn, obviously, her legend grew a lot after she died. But we talked about this yeah. a little bit in the last uh, section because it came up briefly in the movie that Marilyn was making her usual contract salary of five hundred dollars a week throughout the filming of this movie, while Russell earned two hundred thousand dollars, and she was the headliner at the time, the better known. Uh, uh-huh. of the two actresses but it's so crazy because to go back now everyone is only talking about marilyn even though jane does a, she gives oh, a no, very I think, great i think at the time i would have gone to see that for jane russell i'm sure you, well yeah you would have oh because God. she was Just the popular actress there. <laughs> and, and uh uh but yeah i um i i quite enjoyed this we uh you know danielle and i did a lot of haranguing hemming and hawing about what to pair with Blonde, how are we going to combat what Andrew Dominic did, the crime he committed, um, with something? Were we going to? Were we going to try to? At, at one point, we did talk about My Week with Marilyn, which is another biopic with Michelle Williams. At least that depicts a time in her life where she was the head of a production studio, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I thought maybe that would offer something, but Dan um, actually offered that there really is no better way than to just look at her on film and how she did it. And Danielle then watched Gentlemen Prefer Blonde in preparation for the episode and uh, seconded that point. So here we are. Uh, and um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, we, this will definitely be, a, I think, movie. a conversation not just about the movie, but also about Marilyn herself. Um, that was always kind of the idea with this, I guess. Uh, Danielle, um, what were your thoughts on it? Was this the first time you'd seen it or were you rewatching it? It was the first time I saw it and I actually watched it with my sister. We both really enjoyed the film, but I was mm-hmm. just like, blown away and what an incredible like jane russell as well but like they're both and their chemistry is just so wonderful yeah yeah the way that they play off of each other um but and i and i made sure to watch a couple maryland films Mm -hmm. before i watched Uh blonde to Mm. uh, to be able to make my uh analysis uh but like this was i think this is like the first full performance i've seen from marilyn monroe and she's just i mean that film that film is a lot of fun yeah um yeah and i I have a friend who doesn't watch any films before 1975 they're just completely against it um wow (laughs) why some of them are boring let's let's be real so that anything anything that was made before the first star wars like they just don't watch um Oh, the, these, I'm, I'm so sorry. These Jane Russell movie posters do the exact same shit that the Marilyn Monroe, oh, you can't nope. even see that. It's 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 always like a man like on top of her, like grabbing her. Like, mm. yeah, they were coded the exact I mean, same even, way. Even in, in the film, like the way that her character is constructed is like, you know, she's, she can pull, 
Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's her thing is that she's oh, yeah. she's a guy's gal who's also really she's sexy, an alpha woman. Really... Yes. It... Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's she was like tough and badass, and she knew what she wanted. Do you want yeah. to jump? She's in your, so charismatic. Do you want to jump in your TARDIS and go and fuck Jane Russell? Damn, she aged to look like. Oh no. <laughs> well, all right, moving on. on. I didn't know what she looked like when Danielle, she was older. Danielle, on. any more initial <laughs> impressions? All I'm saying is that the film's very <laughs> engaging. Yes, um, and, and it just and I think it really works for what it's trying to do. But what was most impressive is the way those two women yeah. sort of resisted the boxes that they were put in Agreed. at the time, and you'll see that a lot in the performances of women um, in Hollywood during that time. In which they their performance has agency, but like what was really impressive was the agency that Marilyn was able to create in Agreed. this like dumb blonde persona when she was really not playing a dumb blonde. She's right. actually playing a woman who's playing a dumb blonde. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. layers to it. Zach, what about uh, how did you feel? I I really enjoyed it in the end. When I first started, I don't know why I was just like jaded. I think still off a of blonde, so I just went immediately mm-hmm. like fuck this movie. Um, but I actually ended up, <laughs> <laughs> but I, for no reason, I had just begun. But I actually really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's just like I don't know. It was just it was a fun watch. I think the ending. I know we'll get into it later, so I'm not gonna you know just say it. But mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, a really cool moment in that last in like the second to last scene with Marilyn that I was like, Oh shit. Like that was a really mm-hmm. like, it was a great, like just little, uh, a little dialogue, um, between yeah. her and you know, the, the two of the other characters. The, um, yeah. And she was great. I thought uh, I really, I really lived for that moment that you guys pointed out already where, uh, where, uh, Jane Russell gets smacked into the pool. I don't know why she's, she's so cool for playing that off too. That was they so hand her a little, uh, Aperol spritz or whatever when she's not at the top of that guy pyramid. Uh-huh. Cause it's yeah. like, Oh, you're a good sport. You got bashed in the head and you, you played it off. Like it was on purpose. <laughs> so funny. Um, good on her. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. It's just one of those, you know, you see in, sometimes those old movies just really hit different, you know, like the nostalgia, yeah. like even though I wasn't fucking around for that time, it's just like yeah. something about the way they feel. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You have nostalgia for the 50s. No, 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 Wes. nostalgia because like, <laughs> no, Wes. Say you watch immediately you're a little no. kid that like maybe your dad <laughs> shows you, you know? Yeah, Zach, exactly. Zach says that he wants to go back to the. I want place. this yeah. cut from the same. <laughs> it, it is impressive that it came out at the time when it did. I mean, like a Howard Hawks production in the fifties that has this much money behind it, where the two main characters are women, and it's really like, like the guys are kind of you know the butt of the joke and stuff, and it's them being charismatic and you know they have so much agency over their story, and it's. It's weird. I mean, you just don't expect a movie like this to come out at the time. And it's so campy and fun, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, really not self-serious. It's just we're here to have a good time with two very funny, beautiful women. And mm-hmm. it gets the job done, you know? Absolutely. Howard Hawks was a serious director. and He was. Shit. He was. It's just a fun, um, campy time. Now, Wes, you own the film but could not find I, the time I, to watch so it. here, here uh, excuse me uh, hello <laughs> <laughs> is three hours i'm still no one watching. told you to start it the day <laughs> of recording wesley guys i'm in pre-production all right <laughs> i only have so much time i have watched a lot of gentlemen prefer blonde in snippets in mm-hmm. film class um and what i would like to say is if we were doing a power ranking of marilyn monroe's hair I think Gentlemen Prefer Blondes is near the top. I okay. Think, I think. In terms of how good it looks? Look good. And, and, and in terms of how good the hair looks. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a... Did she 
wear wigs? Is that always? I don't her think hair? so. I don't think she. Well, wore she. Wigs. I mean, she dyed she her hair blonde. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was brown, wasn't it? Yeah. And, they, and yeah. then they fixed. I think she was a redhead. They fixed I think her she nose. Like reddish. Because she was Irish, yeah, she had kind of like a yeah, like an auburn type strawberry, of strawberry. Auburn color. No, what am I saying? Strawberry fields. From what I understand, it is. Yeah, it's campy. Gay. Some like it hot is super gay. It has oh, sorry. You, just you were saying that this uh, gentleman prefer blondes. Has yeah, blondes or over text. I may be of this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do love their their dynamic, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever production issues might have happened. I mean, you can imagine Marilyn maybe wasn't pleased with making right. this much money versus Jane Russell, but it just goes to, like he, like acting is crazy. And I say that to say that, like, you hear a lot of, you hear, I mean, even today, you know, Don't Worry Darling just came out, right? So, like, we heard about all the chaos that unfolded on that set. Um, You know, you go back in time to this movie where there's kind of angst between the two lead actresses. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, like, that was happening, but they were still able to convincingly portray genuine friends. friends. Even to the the point where there's a a moment where uh, the the P.I. that gets hired by um, Marilyn Monroe's father... You know, he's kind of like trash talking uh, Lorelai is the character she's playing. And then Jane Russell's character is like, nah, hang on a second. Nobody can talk right. about my friend but me that was great. type of thing, um, which is really cool. And I just think they, I mean, they play off each other to the extent that I I would have watched a, like a Golden Girls-esque series with them. Right. You know, yeah. just like kind of going as showgirls, just touring different, different places and getting into, yeah. yeah, like I think that that was an idea that, you know, maybe, who knows, in the era of HBO Max reboots, they might do. Uh, oh, you just said it. It's going to sure. happen now. I'm sure. <laughs> it's going to be like Megan yeah. Fox. It's going to be the the Jennifer's Body duo. But you, that would actually would be, be bad. They have work. a lot of chemistry. Yo. Um, you know <laughs> what do. the issue is? It's that we don't mm-hmm. have movie stars anymore. Sure. Mm. They don't exist. Yeah. Which is good and bad. I And it's bad in the sense of. I think it's mostly bad. I think mm. it's bad in the sense of a know. few things. It's that Marvel has destroyed the movie stardom. It doesn't exist anymore because back in the day you'd get personalities and now everybody that pops up sure. gets slotted into a superhero role and that's what they're known for. Yeah. And also it's that our actors just – I don't know if it's because – I don't know what it is. But it feels like the actors that are coming up now are just not as charismatic sure. in terms of yes. they don't have movie star personas. I guess in, in the way that it's good is that I'm kind of A-lister allergic and I just hate hearing and seeing the same people in every you know type of media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we do mm-hmm. still have a lot of that. But I'm sure in the 50s, like, you know – Marilyn Monroe, you would see her on every street corner, on every billboard and every ad. Uh, and that, to an extent, is not as hyperbolic, I guess, as it used to be. But, but I think movie stardom is important for American film specifically because I think it gives directors and, and, and writers and everybody on, on set something to play with. Sure. Like it gives it gives the yeah. audience a baseline of what to expect. It gives like a baseline of like usually craft like usually that actor has enough craft to be able to recreate something over and over again and then you get actors Mm -hmm. who can play with that image and i think that was always fun and i think we just don't have that anymore so i think when people try to jackie chan played with his image a lot you know went overseas i think but i think it's like the reason why we can't have like a gentleman prefer blonde remake which i'm sure is in the work somewhere it's because no one is marilyn monroe anymore 
You know what I mean? Like there's sure. that doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Well, th- this kind of thing, similar to some like it hot created now, would be very raunchy. It would, you know, some like it hot would be recreated in the vein of like American Pie or something. Probably, yeah. Lots yeah. of like sex comedy, and then if it came out in 2008, there would be a DVD release where it says unrated, unrated. on like panties <laughs> and yeah. stuff. Um, I I think these movies existed in a really nice vacuum for the time that they came out with just Technicolor and and the elaborate sets and the campy setups and stuff and you know jokes that sometimes fall flat just because we've seen them done a million times and then other mm-hmm. things that exceed your expectations mm-hmm. uh and yeah. this this movie does all of that for me i think it's a really nice gem from the period yeah. it came out well wes uh i think what you just said is really interesting um because i was having mm-hmm. a conversation about uh about the box office and like how like what it takes for movies to make profit and it's like right now you're not breaking into the hundred millions unless you're marvel or tom cruise <laughs> those are the only you know what i mean like in terms of your your return and tom your cruise is a movie return. star that's he well is. that's exactly what i was going to say right like, tom is. cruise is one of the last he is of the last that. movie star he's the last you movie. could maybe argue the rock like i think Brad the rock Pitt. also the yeah. rock is yeah, the movie rock. star yeah the you're rock right. is no, a movie star Zach, tom he doesn't have to be good he's a movie star he has an established persona. Yeah, he, he does. brings in box office. He's a movie star. You could argue like uh, Vin Diesel. Then too. Kevin Hart is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, well, I guess I uh, guess what's in, it's just not I, the same kind of like gift not the same rap kind of that like an yeah. old like a Brando like he's would not, have. He's had. not Denzel. Like Denzel is sure. a classical movie star, but he is right. a movie star. Sure. You know? I I, I it, it makes me think of uh, I was taking a history of film class in Pace, and we mm-hmm. had to at one point look at the um like. We went back to like the 1920s and like looked at some of the original what they called star mags, star magazines. Yeah. So they would have this like mm-hmm. th- this is the earliest version of like a Hollywood reporter or variety, anything like that. Yeah. You would get this magazine for however much it cost. I don't know, a, a child's tooth back then. And uh, you would have it would have a series of see for the price of a child's tooth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like how much does a child's exactly. tooth cost? Who's selling these, a these teeth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you would have a series of portraits of these movie stars back to back to back. And then it would have like some basic information about them. But really, I, what I think it is, is this gradual transition away from mystique. Um, sure. And this actually ties yes. into Marilyn Monroe quite, quite nicely because, yeah, back in this, in, you know, in the 20th century, in the early part, it was all about the mystique of the movie star. You know, it's like, exactly. you know, you know who they are, you know, their name, but you don't know who they are. And then that's like what's exciting. And that lasted for a while, even up to I remember um, someone posted like a, a interview clip of Angelina Jolie or just a clip of her standing on the red carpet somewhere. Yes. And like the power that that woman had <laughs> has not been seen since. Maybe Zendaya, maybe. But Zendaya's like, not a movie star. Well, Let's yeah. be honest. Well, that's because Zendaya's not a movie star. But here's the thing: this what happened is is that social media social media everything. Yeah. And because social in a social media landscape, celebrity relies on a performance of authenticity mm-hmm. and genuineness that you have to be open with yeah. everything right. and who you are. So right. we know we know people's like movie stars opinions that we used to never know things we don't need to know they just tweet that shit out do you remember like when that whole thing with the celebrities came out where they were all saying how often they shower jake gyllenhaal was like i don't shower ever and then the rock was like i shower three times a day and like (laughs) we know we we know the very intricate ins and outs of like every celebrity's daily routine because they're all on tiktok doing their skincare routine exactly because it relies on a performance of authenticity and relies on a sort of 
intimacy. And I think because in a in a increasingly neoliberal world, we're not it's, it's not uh uh you know the phrase you are what you eat. It's yeah. a you are what you consume, right? So mm-hmm. you want to be that per- like you, the relationship you have with the celebrity that you stand yeah. or that you're a part of their fandom for. You want to create that sort of intimacy where they're just like you so you want them to have you want a celebrity or celebrities want to have controversial opinions as such as i don't shower because they have fans who don't shower too and they want to feel a sort of closeness to those people and and that disrupts what stardom actually is with movie stardom is a in stardom specifically is a curated performance right you present a specific sort of persona to the world and that's why biopics used to be so exciting yeah. because we wanted to discover the, un- the person yeah, yeah. under um, right. inside of the the public persona because because in that curation stars used to like angelina jolie would give a, a little you know uh interview and they would just give a snippet of who they really were yeah. and a snippet right. of authenticity and that was exciting because we liked the separation between us and sure. them we liked that they felt like an, a class of an aristocratic class mm-hmm. right because we because the U- u.s doesn't have real aristocracy so mm-hmm. i just feel like that's why we don't have stars well, and now movies I, I that's that's an amazing point i and i also i wonder i mean i know people play this game all the time we didn't invent it but there's the old game like movie star or actor um and i'm actually interested if there is actually i mean we said the rock we said possibly kevin hart um I don't know. Like, I think maybe Margot Robbie is a movie star. Probably, yeah. I think she I, is a movie star. I think she. Do, we don't know enough about Margot Robbie for her to be too close to us. She yeah. has a persona. She doesn't act like Kevin Smith on Twitter. She doesn't act like crying over every trailer. I think I think that's well taken, and I think like I think like Margot Robbie is definitely one. I think. Gyllenhaal, if that's we can thing. still say the classic Gyllenhaal. stuff like Brad Pitt. And, I mean, and I think Nikki sure. Palmer is a movie star. I think I think she is now. Yeah, uh, she could be. A she's movie way star. too active on socials. Sure, sure. I, but is is that the hard cutoff, Justin? Like, if they're really active on socials, they can't be because like The Rock is really active. The Rock posts shit no, to Twitter I think, every day about Black Adam. The performance that she does on social media yeah. is the power has just really is a character. His action figures is a character because she's so charismatic, right? She's so charming that you can feel that she's actually performing in intimacy with us. She's actually mm. not intimate with us in the same way that other celebrities are. And she actually just launched uh, her own um, production studio. And she did. in the in the trailer for it, she talked about like. This is Kiki. This is the persona I spent twenty years building. Yeah. Uh, that's who that is. Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm someone else. And her name is but not Kiki Palmer. Exactly. I didn't no, know that. No, no well, it's not. It? It's so, uh, it is Lauren Kiana Palmer. Jeez, oh, dude. Like, but that's but that's what's so interesting. And Danielle said something really interesting today to me off air, which is that, you know, essentially, like, if they were going to go weird with the Maryland casting. They should have just cast Kiki Palmer or somebody. Somebody that's just totally left field. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, feel and like, I, know, I feel like Kiki Palmer would have ate that up. I think she would have ate it up. My, my thing is, like, it, they went on a day armist on purpose for a few different reasons, which you've detailed. But if we're going to talk about Mar- – if the movie's not about Maryland, it's about movie stardom, then cast a few actresses and have them – that would have been something. Oh, that's cool. Like yeah, a different that, a different actresses playing her through, at different, different points actors. in yeah, her life like, or something. Sure. 
I know I know they did that with Bob Dylan, so maybe it would be considered like Did they what uh, movie? Uh You Were Never Really Here or something like that. Oh, weird. It's like Keith Ledger plays him. Yeah, right. Uh Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett plays him. Well, well yeah. that goes back to the thing I was gonna say about biopics is like, you know, the, the old rule is like if you if you die at like twenty seven or like if you kill yourself, you're gonna get a, a biopic yeah. because everybody mm. wants to no. you no know, be yeah. be in that little headspace for the for that for that mounting tension. What was the Gus Van Sant Kurt Cobain movie? last days and then there's oh, two about the joy division guy ian curtis and like the whole time mm. you're like oh sadder 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 suicide at the end what know? was the right. last good biopic i don't think they can be good i don't know ray, if ray with good. jamie fox no i think i think, I think, walk, I think walk the line is pretty good I the johnny jamie cash fox one is good in ray. in ray i don't know if ray is good db's bessie is really good okay I really what movie? it wasn't like a big with queen latifah bessie yeah that was an excellent movie. I, mean, I saw okay. some of it. I saw some of it. Uh, I, I think I think when it comes to um, uh, just circling it back to to Marilyn, um, the 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 idea of her combating the stereotype in the movie, right? Really interesting. Zach mm-hmm. hinted at it before, but you know, in the final scene, doesn't do much to do a, a plot summary of this movie uh, by any means. It's a lot of hijinks involving rich people and and men. But there's this ongoing scam where she's married. She's marrying this guy who she's marrying for his money, and that's part of the commentary of the movie. Is like, which she delivers very succinctly to the man's disapproving father at the end when she drops the ditzy Laura Lai mm-hmm. persona. For a sec- she's still being Marilyn, but she's not, you know, being stupid anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wonder behind the scenes if that was something she wrote. If that was, I mean, Howard Hawks apparently was known for having like. Um, uh, confident uh, Hawksian women they came to be called uh, in his movies who like Jane t- and Jane Russell is that she's that for most of the movie so when Lorelai gets to be it at the end it shows you first of all why these two are friends but she says mm-hmm. you know they're having this whole debate about oh you're only marrying him for money and it says well yeah you know don't you know a, a man with money is like a beautiful woman you might not marry a girl because she's pretty but my goodness doesn't it help so great. you know and it's, <laughs> so great. it's and it's like if you had a daughter wouldn't you want her to have nice things yeah. be married to a man who could provide for etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's just really interesting you know the movie i guess even though it, it it's kind of funny that she winds up having any kind of relationship with this guy after that you know after that very open admission of why she's marrying him but the, and they get married but you know so so be it. I think that that's a very interesting point for that period. Um, I mean, it's three years after All About Eve, which is also a very like feminist. Oh, I have um, to watch that movie. It's a great movie. One of my favorites. Yeah, I have to watch absolutely. it. One of my favorites. You know what's cool is that uh, Angelica Bastian, who is a I'm a big fan of her her writing, mm-hmm. has really spent the last three to four years talking about. I think Marilyn is her favorite actress, and she's mm-hmm. always yeah. talking about how charismatic Marilyn is, how interesting she is mm-hmm. to watch. And it's like, it's really like when you find someone who like gets a movie star, it's, it makes you kind of want to like see what's going on. Like, like when someone goes like, that is my favorite mm-hmm. movie star. You're like, why? And then you watch it and you start to see what they, what they're seeing mm-hmm. with that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is cool. Absolutely. And is something that I often don't see with Marilyn. Like Marilyn is not, hasn't until like maybe recent years been thought of as, like an artist, like an actress yeah. that like put mm-hmm. craft together. And, and Wes, you said this just today, but like, you know, I mean, and I've never seen any James Dean movies, period. But oh, she's only better than that man. But you were saying so that like, he's, she's not given the same latitude. <laughs> uh, he's, he's she's not like, given the same like latitude. Doing, 
he's doing. He always Marlon, looks like he's eating something sour. He's, he's doing always a like, Marlon Ugh. Brando impression. That man hit Marlon Brando one time. Marlon Brando let him hit one time, and he like was like, "This is gonna be my personality forever." <laughs> well, <laughs> like, for three movies, and then a motorcycle accident. He's not good. I'm sorry. I know this is controversial. I don't think James Dean is a very good actor, but I think he gets the job done. Yeah, yeah he's fine. It, but it's like, I think what she's doing is so much more interesting, dude. Like, I think. I think she's always interesting to watch. She's always charismatic, and he's he's doing the Marlon Brando yes. thing, yeah, but like with none of purposefully humanity. weird. Like the reason, yeah, mm-hmm. like Marlon Brando is right. interesting to watch because he's like he's weird. charismatic, and he's like he's like handsome, and he's like knows he's handsome. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. You know what I mean? And he doesn't mm-hmm. talk without a mumble. Like, he needs to sure, mumble, which sure. is also a thing. Yeah, I don't know. He, inv- he invented the kind of mumblecore sensibility, didn't he? Him and Brenda. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get – do we want to do our closing uh, thoughts on this a, one? You got, you got a hot date? No, I need to – I do need – I do want to be somewhere, but wow. – Oh. How, how, how do we feel? How oh. do we feel? He closed us out. <laughs> wow. Dan, Dan is keeping us on time today. We spent 25 minutes on Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. I mean, are there any other big things that we want to um, say about it? The kid not, is annoying. I wanted to punch the kid. <laughs> Mr. Spofford? <laughs> Uh, I thought he was I promises to be a rather long voyage. I don't intend to miss a meal. Hey, kid. I don't necessarily have anything else to say. I think, you know, the point uh, of, of pairing these is to examine how Marilyn was able to do her own thing, even in the box that she was in. Mm-hmm. Funnily yeah. enough, to, your, to the whole Kiki Palmer point, I was actually thinking about her while watching this movie because Kiki does that whole Southern Belle persona where she's very active mm-hmm. with the jaw. The same thing that Marilyn does down here. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe in some alternate universe, Kiki did do that role. Um, But yeah, I'm satisfied with it. I think if I were to give it a a morgue rating, um, uh, well, I I guess I'll go last since I'm the host. Uh, Y'all go first. Who's who? Y'all remember our morgue ratings? Has it been too Um, long? No, no, no. I got it. It is. Zach, Zach, you don't have to lie, bro. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reanimate it. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. See, nice. that was. It's a reanimate for me, but don't look up what uh, Jane Russell looks like when she was old. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and? Women age. She, she was. She is so. She's my favorite. I think fifties blonde, bomb, blonde shell, bombshell. After watching this movie. She's Fair underrated. Enough. I think more people need to talk about her. Who's the actress in Glinda? She's I have no Rita idea. Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth is great. Wes, wow. what what was your, where would you land for the for the four segments I've seen of it? Oh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go, right. go, go ahead and reanimate the scene where Jane Russell doesn't realize the men at the gym are gay. I'm gonna go ahead and gym, and she's like, "Why do these men want to sleep with me?" It's like Jane, Jane, honey, <laughs> baby. <laughs> these men are you not. don't understand. Yeah, boy, Jane Russell, cranial trauma. Uh, for the sake of I've, ne- I've never seen such a beautiful woman get smacked in the head and knocked into a pool. And for that, <laughs> I got to thank Howard Hawks and his editor um, yeah. and his negligence in getting <laughs> his disregard for his actor's safety. Broadcasting um, a very embo- embarrassing moment uh, yeah. through the annals of film history. Uh, but yeah, uh, Danielle, where would you where would you? pop it definitely a reanimate it definitely yeah yeah 
I, I think so too. I think it's reanimate all around. I, it, it, it's a solid movie. It comes from an era where you know actors really had to be triple threats. You're seeing her sing. You're seeing yeah. her dance. You're seeing her she act. And, uh, it's reanimate this fucking shit. Voice, baby. Well, it's dubbed. Is it? Yeah. That's okay. It's definitely. I thought she sang and then lip synced her own voice. Right, that's, that's what I was she wondering. is really pretty. No, I think I think they okay. I think they colored it's in some someone else. <laughs> I think they colored. That's in understandable. No, they definitely did. That was common practice. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, hey, hey, what are you gonna do? Probably a black woman did it too. Hey, you guys should watch. Julie Dash's Illusions. Illusions, great film. A better movie about movie Excellent stardom film. than Blonde. Than Blonde is. Uh, on that note, yeah. folks, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Danielle, for for uh, hopping on to this third season premiere with us. It was great, as always, to have you. Thanks for having me. Um, if you guys want more Morgue action, you can check out the back catalog uh, on Apple Podcasts, yes, Spotify, YouTube, and the Podbean app. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. it helps us out a lot. Um, and we're, we're back and in business, go baby. go see Terrifier 2 in theaters. It's really good and really gory, and you'll have a lot of fun with it. Uh, the next yeah. time we'll probably be back is probably spectacular, right, gentlemen? We might probably. be talking about Terrifier 2. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll, potentially. 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 Um, Okay. Well, but till then, um, I love stay, you all. Stay blonde. Our thanks. little morgies. Stay on. That's good. Bye, Daddy. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Bye, Bye Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>